You see how little hello, it is? Hello, hello. Yeah, it is. But that's something that they advertise on the... It's probably good. That way we're not, like, screaming <laughs> in people's ears. Sorry, everybody, for episode three, <laughs> where I was screaming in everybody's ears. <laughs> <laughs> we're new. We're updating things. We're up- We will, we will force the love. We will force Whoa. it, <laughs> guys. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Yeah, at least you got a. We got new mics this week. Uh, I'm sure you. Oh, because tell. we have so many Patreon donors. Yeah. <laughs> my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised my mom hasn't donated to us yet. She's rude. Ugh, mom, it's okay. Yeah, five. She did Candy's send me. Busy. She is, and you know what. She did send me money, money on transfer, national transfer money to your daughter day. Oh, what did she send you? 31 cents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here, 31 cents. This year, I didn't have to remind her. Normally, every year, I have to remind her. This year, she was on top of it. I didn't know it was a thing until I saw it on Facebook. Why did she send you 31 cents? Uh, oh, for how old I am. Oh, every year that I've been alive. Oh, that was legit. I thought it was like, oh, I owe you 31 cents for something. No, she definitely. <laughs> like, you're not going to let your mom, like, not pay you 30. You're going to like hold that over her head that she owes you. <laughs> I need my 31 cents. Mom. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, don't she... forget you owe me 31 cents. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Rick's mom was. It was she would be like, you owe me a dollar. And I'm like, a dollar. <laughs> okay i don't know i like my dollars dollar dollar bills y'all yeah bought a dollar bills last week yeah we won't speak of that no we won't speak speak ill of the the breast cancer the breast cancer awareness people yep um function i'm working still on this yeah amy's working on our um board our message board yeah it's taking me a while because my it's a very long sentence Excuse me. And my nails aren't working this week. Oh, mine aren't either because I just got new nails. New nails. New nails. New me. So you cool. Um, do we have any announcements? Oh, yeah. Announcements. Announcements. Oh, I have more to it now. You ready? I remembered more of it. Announcements. 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 Make your announcements short and sweet. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Make your announcements short, short and sweet. Cause you're so boring. Is that what it said? Yeah. <laughs> we were like, you're so boring. We were like in sixth grade. <laughs> I love how it says make your announcement short and sweet, but the song is long. <laughs> it's probably why you got to make your announcement short because the song is so dang long. Can't like, Christian. Christian can't. We're gonna take up all this time with this song, but you have two seconds to report your announcement. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Oh, announcements. So Christian camp was in a wild time. I wish I could have gone. I wish I, 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 Chris camp crystal Lake is probably a pretty wild time. I definitely would not go to that one. I would, you know, it's pretty, pretty fun. Get a lot of exercise in a lot of running, a lot of running, a lot yeah. of running. It's basically just <laughs> a running club. Basically <laughs> <laughs> today's fat camp. <laughs> <laughs> Run for your life. <laughs> good times. Good times. <laughs> so, um, announcements, uh, 
uh, we wanted to mention a uh, Rachel McLaughlin. I believe that's how you say your name. Your name reminds me of Sarah McLaughlin. Wait. McLaughlin? What? Rachel McLaughlin? Rachel. Rachel McLaughlin. Yes. That's my friend. Ah, friend. Hey, your name is on here now. Like five times because Amy just said it like five times. Um, you participated in our little Facebook contest. I think I mean, there could be she's other. She's the last. She's. It looked like she was in Alaska. Uh, she used to live here. Okay. Well, now and here I will uh, give out her actual address. Uh, yep, that's it. Yep. Write it down. Yeah. Rachel McLaughlin. <laughs> 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney. P. Sherman, 42 P. Sherman. Wallaby Way, Sydney. Thank you. That was pretty good, though. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's my friend. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, she um, she's a really cool gal. I really like her. Cool. Well, she listens to us, so that's pretty cool. Shut up. She does. Rachel. Rachel, thank you for participating on our little uh, little facebook quick contest there bow, 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 bow. you know that like the dj <laughs> wait, wait, wait. i don't know <laughs> that too nice. uh so thank you so much rachel for participating and hey guys the more you participate the more fun we become yep and so, um that means uh send in your stories guys your stories. and you'll get your name mentioned and your story yeah. mentioned you'll get your five minutes of fame yeah Oh, wait, are we going to Sorry. do this request for them to send in the story? Yes, 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 yes. I, I posted about it on Facebook. Um, so this will come out next, next week, next yeah. week. Yeah, next week. Um, so, so that, that'll that give week. you, yeah, that'll give you one more week to submit your uh, listener stories on um, paranormal, something spooky. You could even do true crime. Yeah. Um, your true, true crime yeah stuff. anything um but we're gonna do at least four of them so send them quick so we've already got like one or two and so we need like a couple more but we're not necessarily picking them as we get them we're just gonna we'll put them in a uh, a bowl in a bowl and we're gonna we're gonna pick them that way yeah just but, like our scary movie saturdays yeah uh but they will only have when this comes out they'll only have like six days to send it in because we record on Fridays. Oh, okay. So hurry up, guys. Yeah. Get chop, a move chop. on. Right, right in, in real quick. Come right on. In. Come on, guys. Because we want to share stories. Chop, chop. We want to share your stories. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, um, did we even say what episode this is? This is episode five. Well, we made it to episode five. Yeah. Yay. Nice. We do high five like every single episode. Well, and as we I should. love it. I love it. I feel like eventually we should, since we do videos, I feel like eventually we should just compile like a video of all of our high fives throughout the entire thing. <gasps> oh, and then so put it on Patreon. Oh, which yeah. You can become a Patreon donor and watch it. Yeah, Patreon people. Which also, um, another new thing that we've started doing this week is if you are a Patreon donor, um, you get early access to our full video episodes. Um, so instead of having to wait till Sunday, you could actually view them on Friday, which my mom has already seen and heard our fourth episode. Did she critique us? No, she to- loved it. <gasps> yeah. The only thing, because we didn't have our new mics in, um, the only thing is that she said in the beginning, um, there were times where we would turn. I think you mentioned that to me. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a little quiet, but it, she said it was great. She loved it. And she said, we 
she thinks are getting better. My mom likes us. Likes Your us. mom likes us too. She does. <laughs> Hey, and you know what? If we just do this and don't, you know, get any more supporters or listeners, and it's just our moms listening us to us talk every week, that's enough for me. It's not enough for me. (laughs) I said that this was a hobby, but I'm really getting into it now, guys. I'm really, this is like the funnest thing I've ever done. (laughs) Well, today when I was getting my eyebrows done, she was like, so what do you do for, for fun? And I was like... I haven't had fun in so long besides my podcast. <laughs> oh, did you tell her what oh, the name was? Yeah, yeah. And so she's going to listen. Yeah. yeah she's like, Good job I, on her brows. Yeah. Studio Ja Adore. Studio Ja Adore. Yeah. We, we. We, we. Yeah. She Thank did you. my microblading and man alive. Oh, is that what that is? That's microblading? I'm pretty sure oh, that's. Oh, that sounds like a little tattoo and a little pokey poke. And... Pretty intense there, but I want it. Yeah. So I want shout it. out. And thank you so much for listening to us. Yeah. Hopefully you actually do. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't, guess what? I'm pulling out my eyebrows. She's pulling. No, she's not. I won't let her do that. Don't you worry. They're beautiful. <laughs> Even though Alice is afraid of them. <laughs> Alice, it was just so funny. She walked in or opened the door. She's like. <laughs> You look scary because <laughs> she's not used to them. I love. She sent me that snap. I was like, "That's perfect." <laughs> it's such a yes. <laughs> so, anyways, what's with this, what's going on with the neighbors this week? All right, what's going on with the neighbors? So, uh, I got a story for you. Uh, I found this one online. Obviously. Oh, really? (laughs) Really, really. Um, It says, uh, while looking out the window, I saw a middle-aged woman who was yelling at her upstairs neighbor for stealing her raccoon. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. She yelled that it was her raccoon because she left a bag of sugar out for it, (laughs) which is apparently a delicacy to raccoons. Sugar? (laughs) The raccoon was on the upstairs neighbor's balcony. So to get it back, she constructed this ramshackle stairway of garbage upturned, which is upturned garbage cans, broken chairs, etc. Oh, my gosh. An old woman (laughs) and tried to climb up while wielding a hula hoop. (laughs) She managed to get to the top of the garbage mountain and somehow thought she could trap the raccoon with a hula hoop. (laughs) <laughs> the other neighbor came out and a fight <laughs> a fight ensued with the upstairs neighbor biting the woman what police were called the raccoon was never seen again yeah, i too would also like <laughs> yeet out of that at mandolin wars is who that's from that <laughs> that is my favorite story yet like, other than the microwave one this is like a love triangle <laughs> That's her dang raccoon. It's mine. I gave him sugar. My raccoon. (laughs) I Uh, wish I had, like, why does it stuff like that happen to us? Like, I want a raccoon. I mean, you had a horse come in your yard. That is true. So. I know. I just hate when you get on TikTok or, you know, anywhere else. And there's other people living your best life living your best life and taking raccoons yeah like why can't a baby raccoon adopt me right just maybe you should put out sugar 
It is a delicacy. Did you know? Do we have raccoons here? I don't think so. But you know what I just realized yesterday? We don't have toads here. No, we that don't. That is so weird. I watched a TikTok of a toad getting stuck in the teeny. He was a big old fat toad. He was stuck in like a drain hole. And this girl was like set on getting him out. And like she lifted up the drain hole and the rest of him was just like <laughs> super fat and bloated. She's like, how the f- did you do you think you could get through here? What's wrong with you? She got him out eventually, but I love toads and frogs. They're yeah. so cute. We we don't have any and lizards. No reptiles. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Uh we do have one tree we frog. Have some snakes, don't we? Oh. That's one of the reasons why Rick wanted to move here. <clears throat> Is he afraid of snakes? Oh, it's really <gasps> cute. Oh my god. Yeah, she's it's really cute how much he hates snakes. Oh my god, I'm so happy I know this now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, are you gonna share your story? Yeah, or not? let's get down to business. I want to share my story first. Oh, do you? Yeah, is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Let's get down to business. To defeat the Hans. I want to share mine first. That's fine. Okay. So cool. I can finish my drink. Oh yeah, let me. Sorry, guys. You can take that out if you want. That's what friends are for. That's what friends are for. That's what friends are for. In good oh, times. Uh, bad times. Uh, what is it? We will go on forever, ever. You know what song I'm talking about? Yes, I know what you're talking about. I hate, I hated that song, and it was like popular during high school, like graduating. That was like our graduation song. I hated it. Now I don't know how that song's stuck in my head. You're welcome. I like the other one better. That's what friends are for. That's a song? I thought you were just singing. In good times, in bad times, I'll be by your side forevermore. Never heard that song. That's what friends are for. Oh, I know this one. Make new friends, but keep the old. from Christian school. One is silver, but the other's gold. Silver shines, but gold does too. Keep them both and they'll shine for you. I went to church twice a week, so leave me alone. I actually have a lot of friends. I know a lot of friend songs. <laughs> Sorry. You're my best friend. So, just learned that we if we're gonna look at each other we're going to look at each other like this from an angle from an angle we had some technical difficulties and luckily amy noticed them in the beginning before we even started our stories and that's what people come here to listen for so we don't want to be annoying guys we know you're here to listen to the stories not to our banter you're not here for our banter and you know what that's okay that's that's fine. Some of you might be here for a picture. I sure yeah. hope so that that's a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. At least you got to do that. That <laughs> one time. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this doesn't have an echo. No. This is like grown up microphones. This is not the ones I was raised on. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, did you know that 98% of Antarctica is covered in ice? What? Yeah, I did not know that. That's right. That is, uh, that's news to me. <laughs> it gets roughly six months of pure darkness, uh, depending on the current research going on. 
the continent ranges between 1,000 to 45,000 people. Um, from researchers to supporting staff and from all over the world. They're just everywhere. Um, all the candidates have to go through intense hoops to become staff members. The physical test includes a health test, which includes the ability to work in intense cold temperatures, of uh, fast changing because like it could be like 68 in their like a cold snap. Well, no, it can be like 68 in their inside, and then you open the door and it's like negative, negative 68. Yeah. And then the psychological testing, which also includes the ability to work in isolation because there's not a lot of people there. And the fact that it's dark all the time, probably. Yep. And complete darkness. I wonder if they had to take a whole bunch of vitamin D. Sorry. Well, yeah, like we are supposed yeah. to. Yeah. So it's during crazy. the winter seasons, you would not be able to leave either because of like the winds <sighs> during their winter, which is actually our summer. In the winter seasons, you can't, no one's able to leave. It's r- roughly between March and October is their winters. Jeez. Um, because of- nice. <laughs> just like, wow. <laughs> like now they're in. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so they have like one month of summer. Wait, their winter season are between March and October. Yeah. So which so their winter their summers are during our winters. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's different. Like I have a friend that lives in Australia, uh-huh. and they're oh like, yeah, they have winter in the summertime. Yeah, that's so, oh my gosh, like that. They have a Christmas movie about it. Yeah, it's super cute. Yeah, yeah, with Chris from Parks and Rec. Oh, I don't know that. Mm-hmm. It's a cute one. It's oh, a one. That's it's cute. Really cute. Um, because of how severe the winters are. Um, oh, blah, blah, blah. So in 1959, a treaty was set in place for countries involved of the uh, countries involved in Antarctica research. If a crime was committed, the perpetrator involved were to face the charges in their own country. Because like Antarctica is like not a country. it's a continent so and like there's thousands of people from all over the world they they're like all right you just go to your own country and right face your consequences um so he was scheduled i saved paper (laughs) um so this story is about rodney david marks rodney was born on march (laughs) i wrote marth (laughs) <laughs> March. March, March 13th, 1968. <laughs> he was on, he was one of three children and had two other sisters and they lived in Geelong, Victoria, Australia. Rodney was super smart growing up and as an adult, he was definitely above average. He loved hobbies like music and surfing. Because of how smart he was, he won a scholarship at University of Melbourne and studied astrology and then later achieved a PhD from the University of New South Wales in physics. Wait, astrology or astrology? (laughs) Astrology. He earned and the outback. Oh, so my for my Australian accent. Would you like some blooming onions? <laughs> Crikey, I, I watch a lot of Crikey though. So I really want. I feel like my accent should be way better, but my friend that listens terrible. to this podcast is from Australia, oh. and he's probably like dying. Dude, can you like? I just I love hearing Australian people. 
Like they're super cool. Like I, that's why I make my kids watch the show, Craigie. Uh, Shout out to Australia. Shout out to, to Australia. Out, to the Outback. And Out- else- <laughs> to the Outback. The Outback. <laughs> my country's coming out. <laughs> That was definitely, yeah, that was something. I might take that all that out. <laughs> that was embarrassing. <laughs> he like suddenly unsubscribes. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, for his thesis, for his doctor, doctorate, um, it was about the South Pole and Ronnie, because Ronnie really enjoyed the mysteries of it and showed mm-hmm. a lot of interest in it. So naturally, he put in for the position to care for an infrared telescope called the spyrex or spy rx spyrex at the no it's just spyrex at the south pole in 1997 um and obviously mr smarty pants got it um his first year there was completely uh completed super fast and was asked to come back to work at the um amundsen Scott South Pole Station. And he was scheduled to work November 1999 to November 2000. And Mundinson Scott Station was an underground dome. It was honestly, and it honestly, okay, so I looked at a picture of it and it honestly just looked like this like hill mm-hmm. and this like door that went into the hill. Mm-hmm. It was very That's bizarre. Weird. Yeah. Kind of, I don't know. That's kind of cool. Kind of cool. Sounds and, like a secret agent thing. Yeah, but then like on top of the hill, there was like this big glass dome that's a little terrifying because what if it broke that would not be fun uh yeah so everyone that knew rodney really liked him he did have a dry sense of humor though and most people would either look past it that he that didn't understand it or they loved it um he was an excellent scientist that took his job seriously but also finding fun in it he was the guitarist in a heavy metal band made up of other South Pole heavy metal. <laughs> Rainbows, unicorns. Rainbows, unicorns. Um, and so he would perform at perform often at different events to entertain the staff. He also would dabble in drinking on his days off. Just dabble. Just dabble in it. <laughs> I like that. That's the wording. He would dabble. Do a little yeah. dabble in drinking. um like many other staffers a lot of his colleagues said he would drink more than others but he didn't depend on it whatever (laughs) yeah right so a lot of his colleagues said he would drink one of Roddy's colleagues said that um said to the men's journal that he had a phd and yet would play poker smoke cigarettes and drink whiskey with the carpenters and plumbers can you say cigarettes again? Cigarettes. Okay. What did you think I said? You just said it. I, I think you just said it really fast. Cigarettes. 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 Sound like secrets. Oh yeah. Um, he eventually met a woman named Sanja. Good for Rodney. Though, oh, through their love of music, is how they met. They became romantically involved, and she found a way to work through the winter there. Um, a colleague of the two of them said it was rare to see people that seemed so perfectly matched. Aww, yeah. sweet. Uh, then she murders him. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> uh, then uh, they talked about getting married after Ronnie's season at the South Pole. But in the meantime, they were part of the skeleton crew for the winter season starting in March. 
um, which only consists of 50 people. So during the winter months, they really like cut it down. Yeah. Don't have a lot of people. And That's but they have to have so depressing. Only 50 people. What if you don't like anybody? Yeah, right. Or what if everyone it's didn't not a like lot you? Of people. What if everyone hated you? Yeah, but what did you Stay do? Stay in my room and watch binge watch Netflix all the time. But also, what did what would you do to make fifty people hate you? Did they have internet? They probably had internet. I hope they had well, to have internet yeah. to like, do their research and stuff. Yeah, well, maybe not back then, but TikTok. I mean, they have it now because I've seen sure. people on TikTok. True, true, true. So, um, May eleventh, two thousand, Rodney was walking <clears throat> between the research center and the main station and started to feel super sick. He met Sandra through dinner, but didn't eat anything. Um, he was irritable and itchy, so he just went back to his bed to go to sleep and sleep it off. Um, did you hear that? I hear your daughter. Sounds like a door was opening. Oh, okay. Uh, went to freaking me out. I'm sorry. I'm paranoid. Can you check the one? Check what? If you have any messages. No, I just I I can see. Okay. Yeah, I left it open. Okay. Yeah. That was, I yeah, don't I know why. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't do that before. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. So uh, he went to bed to sleep it off. He had a fever and stomach cramps. He had a hard time breathing and at one point threw up blood. Oh. Yeah. So I at, thought he was poisoned. Uh, he, so at 5.30 a.m. he woke up and went straight to the station doctor, but because of his history of alcohol consumption the doctor chalked it up to detox and sent him home to sleep it off he was young yeah kids drink a lot when they're young but also you don't throw up blood yeah not when you're drinking he went back to his dorm um and then eventually went back because it was getting worse he's like no i'm feeling really Mm -hmm. awful this is not detox and if it is give me something that's when the doctor took a blood sample but surprise, the blood t- sample testing machine was not working. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, so the doctor tried to call other medical experts for advice because Ronnie insists. He's like, bro, help me. Like, I am not feeling good. I don't know what's going on. Call somebody if you don't know what's going on with me. Right. Uh, so the doctor called, but the doctors really couldn't give a clear idea of what is happening to him because they weren't there. And the they would like ask him questions, and the doctor's like, "Well, I don't know." Like it was really bizarre how dumb this doctor was, or how dumb this doctor played to be. Yes, yeah. So when Rodney was at peak pain and symptoms, the doctor gave him a shot of antipsychotic. What? Yeah, for pain. For pain. Yeah, so, uh, you don't do that, what? Yeah, sorry, I was just looking for something. Do you have, I'm missing a piece of paper. Is it over there? This notebook? Yeah. Thank. Man. No, this isn't it. That's in trash? No, I'm a moron. I found it. Okay. Okay. Okay, so, uh, so he was at, uh, he called him. Uh, they also ended up calling Sandra in. So they gave him an antipsychotic and um, to lessen his symptoms and calm him down. And Sandra okay, has... I, hold on. I, I, I was never a doctor. Obviously. 
Obviously, I was never a doctor, <laughs> but I, I, dabbled I dabbled in the medical field, and I know that's not what you freaking do. That's not what you do. That's not what you do. Oh my gosh, that's ah. But you know what? Out in the middle of nowhere, being here in Alaska, yeah. I mean, the doctor might just not have resources or. So he just like he's like I don't know what's going on with you here. So he take it's like I don't like my doctors here. They don't know what they're doing. So, but whatever. That's that's not what you do. (laughs) Um, and then Sandra, his fiance, was in the room when he received the injection for the antipsychotic. So it was like shown that he got it. She knew. Um, and then later she did think that it was helping him get better. His pupils were huge. And they were getting, and then they were getting smaller and he did squeeze her hand at one point. So she's like, okay, maybe he's getting better. better. Um, he tried to sit up at one point and then, then all of a sudden he got really bad and he quit breathing and they tried to do CPR. Oh no. Yeah. So Rodney died at 6 45 PM at 32 years old. Um, and this was during winter. And remember what I said, you can't come and go during winter. So what did they give him? I'm huh? going to find out. Yeah. So okay. because uh, because there was no way in or out, they placed his body outside to be preserved at the station. Uh, so his friends are like, well, let's maybe make it a little bit better. Let's just let him freaking sit out here. Yeah. Uh, so his... I mean, He's preserved. He's preserved, but it's still like, oof, it's messed up. Yeah, so his friends at the station built a casket for him to lay in under the stars that he had originally went in there to study. So at least they got his casket, like, built for him, but still kind of crappy. His body was finally able to be moved during the spring to Church Christ Australia in October of 2000. An autopsy was performed. Stop. You looked first. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah, in October of 2000, an autopsy was performed. Alice? What you doing, homie? Please stop. I'm not doing anything. (laughs) Please stop. Um, An autopsy was performed, but no drugs were found. Alice? What? Uh, (laughs) Let's knock it off.
was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> it's not fucking funny. Yes. <laughs> I thought it turned off because he kind you of. You know them. Yes, kind of. <laughs> we just have an ad up on Facebook for scare a uh, order a scare where we show up and we can scare whoever we want. To Your hat freaking me the fuck out. I'm not even. I saw it. I knew that was an Alice. I was like, there's a hat there. Yeah. What? And the, 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 the floorboard was perfect. She kept looking at me like, what is going on? Yeah. yeah. That was an accident. That was a good It was good. Are you okay? I'm pretty. Did you record that? Yeah. Okay, good. That's why I kept, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing with my phone. Like, all awkward. <laughs> but it's recording on our, 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 Laptop right there too, so it was perfect. <laughs> you can hold the sound now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. You guys rock. Thanks for. I'll put it on. Whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Come, 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 come sit. Yeah. Like, come order here. Yeah. Come on in. Get away from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, order them on uh, <laughs> Facebook. We'll link their ad on to our thing. But yeah, yeah they're Thanks. raising money for someone, so that's it's good. Yeah, Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> for a cause. It's for a cause. Thanks <laughs> for scaring me. <laughs> I'm a big baby too. Yeah. Yeah. Ow, the the I'm trying to get out. Smooth. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. Hey, Rob. You can go through the front door. You don't need to go through the garage. That was awesome. Did they come up from downstairs? Yeah. That's why I was like, is uh, that when you brought the garage door opener in here? Yeah. I was wondering why you had that here. <laughs> Holy shit, that was awesome. Where the lights were everything. I thought I'd answer you. So she's like, I'm not here. Is that who you were texting? Yeah. <laughs> You're an asshole. I know. Amy. <laughs> Well, and that's uh, why I kept saying, like, did you hear that? Did you hear that? And uh, the two- Is that why you started talking about all those noises earlier in yeah. the beginning? Yeah. Or well, and then- uh, occurrences? Those did actually happen. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but they just happened to happen, but- <laughs> Can we pause it real quick? I, I really do have to go pee. Yes. I was lying. <laughs> I scared the awesome. shit out of me. I thought I was about to die. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome though that was awesome <laughs> I'm so glad <laughs> I love getting scared that's why I love going there's another haunted house that I found yeah. um, it's on base we need to go anyway okay sorry well, oh, all right so, casket he was in a casket yeah so back to Rodney poor guy this back guy can't get, this guy can't catch a break with us so, <laughs> um, he was put in a casket uh, his body was finally able to be moved during the spring to spring uh, during spring um, their spring and to Church Christ Australia in October 2000. So an autopsy was performed. No drugs were found. A small amount of alcohol and a large amount of methanol. Hmm. And so th- what really annoyed me was that the doctor was like, "Oh, it was just you know detoxing." Wait, wait, wait. Was this done in Antarctica? Antarctica? No, the autopsy was after he got moved okay, to okay. church crisis. Oh, okay, didn't yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so he had methanol in him also. Okay, which led ex- experts to believe he was poisoned. poisoned. Methanol is a highly toxic chemical which is colorless with a slight sweet flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
They detected Rodney. The same thing in coolant. I thought coolant was green. Yeah, I know, but I'm pretty sure there's methanol in coolant. Oh. It's sweet. That's why cats, people put it out for stray cats a lot of times. Oh, that's mean. Yeah, that's a lot of people would do it in Florida. And not a lot of people that I would know, but right. it's, I'm it pretty sure dumb. it's illegal. Wow. <clears throat> Uh, they detected Rodney injected about 150 milliliters, which is about a small glass of wine. Jeez. Yeah. So lots of questions were asked, like how he injected that much? Why would he? And if he did it to himself or not, why would someone want to give it to himself? Yeah, give it to said him. These pupils were huge. Yeah. That's not normal. No. Uh, during the autopsy, they found two needle marks in his arm that they could not identify. They they don't know why he had needle marks in him, but he did. Uh, but the theory of suicide was debunked pretty fast. Most people who attempt to commit suicide don't choose the most painful way possible to like, I mean, it was long, it was drawn out. And Rodney's knowledge of methanol, because he worked around it, he was, they used it to clean the telescopes and stuff. He would most likely not choose that way because he would know that it would take an agonizing amount right. of time to die, uh, <clears throat> which it took. It was 36 hours before his death. He also seeked help as soon as he started to have symptoms. And normally people that are going to commit suicide kind of like recluse and not say, doctor, help me. Right. Um, another theory was debunked was Oh, he was uh, debunked was that he was a victim of a prank gone wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm familiar with that. <laughs> but the amount of methanol involved and the knowledge of all this, the knowledge from all the scientists on the South Pole campus, it's highly unlikely that they, they would be like, oh, let me give you 150 milliliters of methanol for a joke. <laughs> this will be funny. This will be funny. Watch him die. Yeah. And so they're like, if it was a prank, they're not going to do it to go on. Right. So uh, they thought about him accidentally ingesting it. And it was used for cleaning the telescopes on campus. But at the time of his death, his work stayed so high, though. That is a lot. Yeah. Um. So how do you accidentally yeah. drink that? So the time of his death, his workspace had about a close to 20 bottles on his or around his workspace. Some of them were alcohol bottles, some were cleaning supplies, and some were methanol. I mean, like, you can inhale all that, too, like, the fumes from it. But still, not like, that would not kill That's, you. Like, over time, yeah, it may cut down your years. But it's not, like... It's it, not going to instantly kill you. Yeah, and the thing is, is that... It's not good for your health, but at the same time, it's like... Well, if it was, like... Okay, so there's 20 bottles on the table, and let's say he's drinking. And, like while he's working oh accidentally and he accidentally ingests right. it drinks it but unless you're like plastered you're gonna you know. Would know and you would tell the doctor hey i accidentally drank some methanol can yeah. you give me something to counteract that yeah because you know especially with his right. like he liked to drink whiskey and like alcohol so he would know yeah he would Sorry. know the difference like oh i accidentally grabbed the methanol bottle instead of my whiskey bottle you would go tell somebody. Right. So, unless he was too drunk to taste it, but chances are he, it's very slim. That's really drunk. That's super drunk. So, the investigators also ruled out the theory he drank it to get drunk because alcohol was readily available for the staff 
and he would have been able to just go get it if he wanted to. Uh, so they should limit you in places like that because you're already found to be depressed being in places like that. And alcohol is, yeah, yeah, a depressant. Um, so they also so they narrowed it down to murder. Uh, but there was no other evidence besides what was found in the autopsy because it was six months later. Just wait, it gets worse. And the dorms were cleared out by then. Like, new people came in because it had been six months. So they can't get the people that were there. Yep. Uh, so, and it was summertime, so a lot of the crew had moved on. Gotcha. But <clears> since <throat> it was winter when it happened, the list of suspects were only 49 people. So, um... The detective in charge had to work with the Science Foundation and relied on them to give them information regarding the other 49 people. But the foundation, the Science Foundation was not very um, eager to help. Um, then for some reason, they said that they came up with their own conclusion, and which is Ronnie died of natural causes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Natural causes. Naturally <laughs> ingested. <laughs> with, with methanol. Okay. Uh, so six years later in 2006, the National Science Foundation agreed to finally send out a questionnaire to the other 49 staff mem- members that were at the South Pole during Robbie's death. Which, <clears throat> why did it take six years for them to agree to do that? I don't know. But they did. Yeah, right? Who knows? But they didn't have to complete the questionnaire if they didn't want to. And only 13 out of the 49 people responded. Uh, since 2006, the doctor has that helped Rodney when he died has not been located. Of course not. Yeah. He just kind of dropped off the face of the earth. Don't be suspicious. Don't, Don't be suspicious. suspicious. Uh, Rodney is the only member of the South Pole campus to die of unknown causes. Um, something some of his friends and colleagues noticed when they were in New Zealand was that Ronnie did purchase a black bottle of alcohol with with Portuguese labeling. So they theorized maybe it was laced with methanol, but it was never proven. Um, the main detective concluded his investigation by saying, in my view, it was most, it was most unlikely that Dr. Marks ingested the methanol knowingly. Police have not ruled out that this was the direct direct result of the act of another person, although there is no evidence that this occurred. Uh, today, there's a memorial placed at the base of the mountain named Mark's Mount. It's a 2,600-meter-tall mountain and five miles northwest of Mount Sire in Antarctica, named after Rodney. And that is the cold case of Rodney. Ah, are you kidding me? There's not... Nope. He obviously didn't do it himself. Someone definitely murdered him. And he was a nice... He seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, he played bank. Okay, so, okay. Refresh me a little bit. Okay. What did his... Because there was many interruptions, like, (laughs) scaring the living hell out of me. With freaking Freddy Krueger right behind me. Which... I, I gotta be honest, I'm not that scared of Freddy Krueger, but that's what they had. He did a no, he did a great job. Like the freaking hat freaked me out because it reminded me of uh Haunting of Hill House. Oh. There's a guy, you remember the guy in it who wore that hat? The top hat. <clears throat> but anyway, um 
what all did his girlfriend because they were talking about like marriage but so yeah so they were going to get married they were going to like after that season that he was working there Mm -hmm. they were going to go get married Mm -hmm. in australia and he had lots of friends and colleagues i mean he liked to you know hang out with you know, so they seem to be pretty well liked. Yeah, I mean, there's a scientist, there's a carpenter. Really smart though. He was super smart. I wonder if maybe he was like stepping on anyone's toes. He might have been, but I didn't find anything on that. Sorry, I just I no, that's it. a good like, theory. I need it in my head. I need it to be solved. I okay. hate cold cases. I love them, but I hate them because, because you don't have an answer. Yes, or... and like the like this week about the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. Like it's, this is just now popping up. How many years has the Zodiac Killer been? Since the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're just now getting more evidence on it. It's not solved. It's not but solved. But there's more evidence. Did you know it. for the Zodiac Killer, there's uh, scientists or math people that that's all they do is try to solve his coding. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. And they actually, I think I it didn't was. Know that. Last year, because I remember... I didn't know that. A lot of other people probably didn't know that. So you're welcome, PayPal. Uh, I know that, uh, like, last year it popped up that they had found a new decoding for one of his things. So maybe this was the... I don't know, but I... It's a DNA, I think. It, yeah, because it was linked to another unsolved right. murder. But, yeah, they just... Uh, they came... They discovered... they. Discovered a few of his codings, and last year, I know it because people were like, who had uh, decoding the Zodiac message uh, on their bingo card for 2020 or something like that? And <laughs> so That's so crazy. That's, yeah. It just blows my mind how, like, because, like, back then, well, that wasn't even back then. That was, like, in the early 2000s, like, late 90s. Yeah. They had the technology to be able to find a killer like that. Yep. but it was in Antarctica's. Are you ready to share your story? No. <laughs> uh, okay, so did you tell Josh about this? Yes, I said oh. Amy hired someone to scare the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't respond. That is so I was great. letting him know why I was running a little later, which is fine. He's not. It's good. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> Tell me your story. This story, this week's This story. is the longest episode. I ever. know. <laughs> Two drinks in right now. <laughs> bourbon. Bourbon. All right. So this is going to be really interesting telling this with bourbon. Um, so this week I decided, so my dad, I'm going to go ahead and talk about my dad. I'm not going to say his name because my dad does not want his name to be mentioned, which is fine. Um, but fine. he heard a podcast and really wanted me to talk about this specific topic. Your dad listens to podcasts? He is new to them. And I, I feel like he that. started listening to them after I told him that we were starting a podcast. He was probably so like, what's this podcast? He's like, okay, cool. And he started looking up podcasts and he heard this really cool podcast um, about a story um, about a guy named Valiant Thor. Valiant Thor. Yes. Okay. Um. So it's kind of like a conspiracy theory slash alien story. I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. I love conspiracy theories. It's really, it's a really out there theory. And it's just, 
there's so many things that go back and forth wishy-washy it's a conspiracy theory right um but it's also alien so it's definitely all of that um, i love that so i just go into it okay, okay. So, um, the story of Valley of Thor begins on March 16th, 1957, when a flying saucer landed in a farmer's field in Alexandria. This is the start of a, like, every alien movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> see, the, see the flying saucer land. <laughs> 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 um, when Valiant and his crew came out, they were immediately greeted by two armed officers ready to fire. Because, I mean, two police officers that were on duty saw this thing. Oh, okay. And they're like, hey, this isn't right. right. So they go to it. And, I mean, of course, they're ready to fire. So, I mean, you know, we're ready to right. defend, our, right. defend our country. You know? That makes sense. Um, and when they came out, uh, I already said that. Um, so instead of using violence... Valiant used telepathy to communicate that he wanted a meeting with, with President Eisenhower. So this is way back in the 50s. Ooh. Um, Take me to your leader. Right. <laughs> and uh, the Vice President Nixon. Um, so before his request, he was actually brought to the Pentagon um, to be examined by the military. Natural, of course. Was this just like comes... a normal dad? Dad? A normal dad? A normal guy? Yes, he looked like a normal human. I'll get I'll get into that. Okay. <clears throat> um, so he was brought to be examined by the military. Um naturally. Valiant was six feet tall and about 185 pounds, and he looked like a normal man. He actually was not bad looking. I'll show you pictures later. I did not print out a picture, unfortunately, but he was actually pretty handsome. Um he although <laughs> Which is this kind of weirds me out. He had six fingers, six, six fingers on each hand, and they uh, they did quite a few tests on him. One of them, they tended to do the truth serum, um, which I upon, thought it was just alcohol. No, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is made right now. <laughs> Um, whenever they injected him with it, the needle actually broke before hitting the skin so, or whenever it, it tried to penetrate the skin. So, um, they weren't able to do the truth serum on him. Um, what? They, so the skin was just super strong? I know, right? Okay, so. Not funny, Alice. Stop it. Stop, Alice. Stop scaring me. Is it rainbow? No. I'm not joking that. Stop it! I swear to God, that was on its own. Don't lift your house. <laughs> that door just did. Rainbow party. It probably was rainbow. She probably, like, probably like brushed it. Like, she was just like, watch, watch this girl. Freak out. Sick making fun of a valiant Thor who has six fingers. Well, guess what? I have an extra claw. <laughs> <laughs> right? She has extra claws. On both fingers. Yeah. She's got extra toes. She's got thumbs. That's what I say. <laughs> oh, you have so much editing to do. That's all of that. So after piercing his skin um, with the serum uh-huh. that broke, um, his IQ was measured, and it was measured at 1,200. Which his IQ? Yes, which is compared to Albert Einstein, who was measured at just over 160. Jeez. Yeah. 
Um, also, he could speak over a hundred different languages. Some not from this world. From this world? From this like world. Pig Latin. Pig Latin is a language. Oh, I thought it was just things that kids made up. No, nope. oh, Pig Latin. I'll take language. that out. That's embarrassing. <laughs> um. He had on a silverish gold suit um, that was actually in one solid piece, even with the boots. Um, That's weird. I know. And upon the arrival, uh, upon his arrival, they had him remove the suit and wore. And they then attempted to drill into the suit with a diamond bit drill, which did not make a scratch. And uh, they what? also attempted to shoot it with a high velocity round, which was fired from a rifle. But it showed no damage. What the heck? Why don't why didn't they take that material and make copy it and make it in for military people? Maybe they did. I don't know. I I think they do a lot of things that we don't know about. Anyway, this story really makes you question a lot of things. Okay. Um. So um, with all this, they uh, obviously they couldn't get any information out of them. Um, and they did a lot of testing on him. So the only way that he was to be granted his request was to have a meeting with President Eisenhower and Vice President Nixon. And so they arranged for it at right. the White House. Um, and they had discovered that he had traveled from, which he said, the planet your Bible calls the morning star, Venus. Oh, I was so, like... We call our, our morning star, North Star, and stuff like that is Venus. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah. I knew that. It's my daddy. Thanks, Dad. Um, he said that he was a representative of the Intergalactic High Council and was there for th- a three-year mission to invite Earth to join the interstellar community and get rid of the all the nuclear weapons. Um, they had had their eyes on us at the time um, because of our use of nuclear weapons in World War II. Um, And they feared that we would not only destroy Earth, but more in the possible next World War. So, I mean, like, if if we destroy Earth, then that's going to throw, like, the gravitational pull off and, like, mess up planets and, like, bring them closer to the sun and all this other stuff. So that's probably what they're they're talking about. so, side note, many believed they actually went to President Eisenhower because the president had a history of making deals with aliens. Supposedly, in 1954, while Eisenhower was on vacation in Palm Springs, California, which this is all over the news online, you can read about this, um, one evening after dinner, he didn't return, saying he was rushed off to a last-minute appointment. Um, and this was actually reported to the press, and they actually thought he died. Of a heart attack because he hadn't returned to dinner. Who um, was watching him? Right? <laughs> Old man's gone. <laughs> Never mind. Why? Where did? They're just like, well, no secret service. This was before secret they, service. They immediately retracted it, but that it was an actual thing that was reported by the press. Um, and uh, a lot of people suspect that he was actually called to Edwards Air Force Base by two extraterrestrials um, to create an agreement saying that they can abduct humans for research and trade for us or to give us technologies that they had had. Such an Eisenhower thing to do. Right. And um, we would also get a list of names of the people that were abducted. So 
story goes is that Eisenhower actually went for it. And like, I mean, in that time, you hear about all these like famous abductions and stuff like that. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense. And yeah. it's like, like there's really big abduction stories that yeah. go on in the 50s and 60s um, and around that area too. Yeah. Okay. So back to the story. Okay. Um, so Val's proposal to Eisenhower, um, he obviously, the president obviously had to think about, um, think on it. And so for that time that Valiant was going to be there, he was put up in a furnished apartment in the Pentagon and his door was guarded by two military, military policemen 24 seven. Oh, jeez. Um, but luckily he had the capability to pass through walls and go he's a ghost and travel right <laughs> told you it's a paranormal story um <laughs> he was able to travel great distances at the blink of an eye so, Aww, he's uh he's jack jack he's yeah he's like, no, it's not jack it's jack jack can do that now, i think maybe he can't run um that's no flash flash yeah he's flash i mean that's like teleporting so I yeah mean, it's like a blink and a bye yeah i don't know why i keep talking Okay, so, so <laughs> I know why. <laughs> what do I think? Is this? Yeah, it's totally pretty. Okay, so in 1958, Val and three of his crew, um, going by the undercover names of Jill, Don, and Tanya, three of his crew, attended a very small UFO convention in Highbridge, New Jersey. It's like in someone's backyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So during this, uh, the group that came blew the minds of everyone there. Of course they did. They were freaking UFOs. Yeah. Um, with their otherworldly uh, abilities, like speaking other languages and stuff. Um, and there was a former U.S. military photographer there named August Roberts, who actually took some photographs of them. Oh. Proving their presence that day. You can find them online. That's why. That's why I know he's a handsome man. <laughs> black and white and in color um after this mr roberts calls a friend his friend frank stranges to tell him what this, happened isn't it an odd it's a perfect name for the role that he plays in the story okay and who he is okay um but he shows him the photos, tells him all about this encounter with this valiant Thor and his groupies. Right. Um, and so Frank Stranges was a traveling Christian evangelist who also wrote books on UFOs and gave lectures on them at UFO meetings. Um, he believed in aliens, believed that aliens visited Earth to spread the word of God. So kind, kind of like angels. Oh, I know it's it's a really out there concept. This is why I'm having such a hard time. It's just it's just very out there. But it's I really saw that am- like Christians don't believe in aliens because I know. Okay, I know. buddy, can't just, you can't eat your cake. I know it too. Just just listen more, okay? Because I don't know what I think. I my life has changed. <laughs> okay, so he uh, he actually kept one of the photos that uh this photographer gave him and he uh-huh. would show him at his like lectures and meetings and stuff like that and after one of these meetings there was a woman there named nancy who actually told him she worked somewhere along in the pentagon high up and she told him that she could actually arrange a meeting 
with him and the man in the photo. So obviously he took her up on it. Right. And she took them to the Pentagon. They had to go through like a back entrance, um, which led him to a room where Valiant Thor greeted him. What? Yeah. So Val informed him the reasons of him being here, mm-hmm. the nuclear situation. And he also told him that there was something people uh, needed to understand about Christianity. Jesus is actually an alien and God was displeased with mankind, but hasn't given up on us yet. And he wanted Frank to spread the message so that mankind can return to the Lord. Why do I feel like like we're the the problem child of God now? I I I I don't know. I just God's I like, just don't know how they feel about this. I'm not going to know how they feel about this, but I just I don't know. Okay, so um, he wanted Frank to spread the message, and um, with doing this, Val would uh, tell him the secrets of the universe. Oh. Um, over time, they met more and became very good friends. Aww. Yeah. It's so, cool to be friends with aliens. Right? Um, and as Val's time on Earth um, came to an end, he had one last meeting with the president. Um, wasn't his, it was three years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But his mission was unsuccessful. President Eisenhower wasn't able to do what he wanted him to do. Um, and so exactly three years from his arrival, um, his mission was over and he left on March 16th, 1960, hoping Frank could help his cause. So uh, Frank was warned of the dangers of this classified information and of the future to come. Warned by Val. Okay. So um, here are some of Frank's adventures. <laughs> He's met with him many times over the years, apparently, written many books. Like he just like goes up. You'll find out. Okay. Okay. So um, here I, I wrote down a couple of the different instances that he's had regarding all of this. Okay. Um, so seven years after Val's departure in November of 1967, Frank was asked to be a speaker at a UFO con- convention in Germany. Um, he was scheduled to appear twice at the convention, one for a lecture and one for a film. Okay. Um, prior to this, he was actually contacted to interview with two men who claimed to be with the magazine. Oh. Um, they met for lunch and asked Frank many questions regarding Valiant Thor because they had read Frank's books that he had put out about him. Right. Um, but the biggest question that they would ask was, where is he now? Um, repeatedly. So Jeez. the lunch was temporarily interrupted because Frank had, was told that he had a long distance call. You know, mm-hmm. Back in the day, you yeah, they go step away for a <laughs> yeah. Couldn't answer yourself. <laughs> uh, he took it and then he returned and found that the men disappeared what? and the table was wiped clean, all except for his tomato soup. And in my opinion, not seeing any red flags, being a dummy, <laughs> he sat down and took another bite of the soup. Oh, Frank. Must have been some pretty damn good soup, right? <laughs> He's like, <"Come> on. <laughs> I need another bite of this burger. Good soup. It's good soup. <laughs> good soup. <laughs> good soup. <laughs> um, after swallowing, he immediately knew something was wrong. 
It had a gritty taste and it burned down his throat into his stomach. Oh, come on, Frank. So he went to his interpreter, which was nearby because I mean, he was in a foreign country. Oh, and yeah. He had him taken back to his hotel, not the hospital. Um, uh, his, him, his interpreter happened to be a medical student as well and was told by someone he didn't know to make this powder substance um, before coming just in case something had happened which he didn't know the ingredients or anything um, but it was in case Frank fell ill that sounds sus dude. Yeah, right um, so he gave it to Frank once they got to the hotel and he fell into a deep sleep. He woke up feeling much better and received a phone call from, guess who? Valley Thor. They just talk on the phone. Right? Like, hey, bub, what's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> how's, how's, uh, Venus? What's oh. Earth? How's Earth going? I was like, so he told him how many times have i cautioned you to be very careful with whom you meet and he also told him that there were many men in black and that he would have his people um watch out for his safety for the remainder of his trip um and so the following day frank had called that magazine and found out they had no knowledge of the two men that were supposed to meet with him so what? That's just one instance. Um, also, in June, on June fifth, nineteen sixty-eight, um, some people may recall this date. You and I probably were not even twinkle in the eyes yet. But um, a lot of people recall this date. No thanks, Ouija board. I like talking to. I don't like talking. I don't like talking to them. I love it. I think I'm. I I think I ran out of room. That's cute. No thanks, I don't like talking. Oh, it's supposed to. I. I don't even like talking to the living. Oh, I still like it. Okay. Okay. So going back, Amy, edit this. Okay. So, or you cannot. At this point, right. Uh, 1968, um, which is a date that a lot of people may remember, Mm -hmm. um, Val called Frank asking him to meet him in San Diego, California. So without hesitation, I mean, alien calls you, I'm going to go meet him right away. Right. Um, Frank did this and he arrived at the airport meeting Val who drove him to San Felipe, um, Mexico, which was a coastal town. Um, they, there they found a spacecraft. And after boarding, Frank was asked to disrobe, step into a shower, um, a shower-like room without water um, for, like, a purification process. Okay. Um, And after this, he was surprised that he didn't even need, like, his eyeglasses eyeglasses to see aboard the ship. So it was, like, his vision got better on the ship. Whoa. Yeah. Um, he was given clothing, which looked like a set of white overalls, painter's clothing. Right. Um, and um, he and Val sat in his quarters discussing a meeting um, that he had previously had with Robert Kennedy. Uh, Val relayed to Frank that he had stressed to Kennedy that he would make a great leader and would actually win the election coming up. But he shouldn't run for another four years. Uh, Val and Frank sat while watching the live broadcast of what was now 
uh, President Kennedy. One second, you see President Kennedy walking while Val says, God help him. And then the next, you hear shots firing and he's been assassinated. What? And one of his crew members even said, if only he listened to you. So, clearly he knew something was going to happen. I don't know. I'm still weirded out by this story. Sorry, Dad. Okay, so um, that was one of another one of the meetings that he had. Uh huh. Um, this last one was uh, one afternoon in January in 1974. So he met up with him with, for quite a few years because he left in 1960. So yeah, um, he was summoned to meet with Val in Las Vegas, Nevada. So he jumped on a plane, got to Nevada. And while walking out the doors of the airport, he was waved over, even called by name, by two men wearing black. Here comes the man in black. Right? Galaxy Defenders. Uh-uh. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and he was told to get in the car. After getting in, Frank. He got in the car? Frank! Come on, Frank. What did we say? Was it the first time? So, upon getting into the car, they gave him tomato soup. (laughs) They gave him tomato soup. (laughs) Um, They took him um, not far from the airport to like a desert area. Yeah. um, And they told him to get out of the car. Uh, There, they jumped him and beat him to the ground. Frank attempted, right? He attempted to fight back with his, and I listened to a book for this. With his kung fu skills, <laughs> I put with his kung fu skills. Um, but he was obviously outnumbered. But he had learned kung fu, so he put that in the book. Yeah. I read a book for this, y'all. I did a lot of research for this. I'm so proud of you. It was exhausting. <laughs> um, and while on the ground, he saw another vehicle pull up, and two men rushed to his aid. Um, the men instructed him to get in the car and. They took care of the men in black. What? Um, you know, the, I'm not going to give details on how they took care of them. They in just black. got it. Don't worry about it. I know they, they reached through a window at one point and. Okay. Don't yeah. worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. They did their alien magic. Don't, don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. Don't ask, don't tell. Um, so they took him to a ship um, and he was very injured and Val met him. Um, as he got onto the craft, he went through the typical detox process and was brought to the medical wing, uh, where he went to, into a deep sleep and woke up completely healed and better. Oh, so that was his, like, another really big thing that had happened. And I bet that was like, I told you. Yes. I told you. Absolutely. He did tell him that. Okay. So that's the only events I'm going to tell you about. He did have, he did supposedly meet with Val many other times. They'd been on, he'd been on the ship many times. He's pretty familiar with it. Had dinner on it. Wined and dined. Yeah. Um, So there's some questionable proof. For one, August Roberts, who was the photographer, took the photograph. Okay. um, Which again, you can find it on Google. Yeah. Also, Dr. Harley Bird, who worked for the Air Force's UFO research program, 
called Project Blue Book. I didn't know it was a real thing, but it's a real thing. It's an actual like UFO operation that they had had. And apparently he had access to many top secret documents mentioning Valiant Thor. Oh. Also, President Eisenhower's great-granddaughter, Laura, um, she had said Val was on VIP status um, by the government and that Eisenhower tried to schedule a meeting with the UN to talk about Val's mission, but he was actually denied. What? So, um, and if you look it up, you can find that. Because you know how you can, like, look up um, government documents now? Like, yeah. Like, like you, he pops up, I swear to God. Um, if you look up Valiant Thor, it pops up as like a government document and it shows the last person that um, requested his document. And it's a guy who does like um, sci-fi stuff about research and stuff. That's yeah. So he was actually, his name's in there. Like he's a real person. Whether if he's real or not, like if, if he was an actual alien or if he was like a, like a name of a code yeah. that they had done. I don't know. So as of That's today, creepy. exactly, right? Um, he apparently is still returning to Earth, trying to fulfill his original mission. Poor guy. Right? And he has apparently had some contact with the writer Gray Barker and even wrote the introduction to his book called Mysterious Ascension, The Strange Case of Valiant Thor. And it starts off with saying, my name is Valiant Thor. I am a native of the interior planet you call Venus, where we still enjoy finely conditioned artificial atmosphere similar to Earth before the Great Flood. I'm on a special mission to Earth. Many to Earth, many Earth friends are working with us, such as the author of this book. Um, he then proceeds to tell about his mission and all above says, remember to seek the good. Think thoughts of purity, godliness, and generosity. See all of humanity as one and ignore suggestions saying, hate those that are not like you, who are not the same skin color, religion, or status. I leave you with my love, Valiant Thor 2016. That was in 2016? Mm. Yep. And it, I, I, bought, I bought both of those freaking books. <laughs> I bought so, I, okay, I bought two books. I watched a whole bunch of YouTube documentaries. I listened to a couple podcasts and I went through like three or four different website sources. Like I did so much freaking research on this. Yo, I listened to an entire book by Frank Stranges, which it was, it was out there guys, but it was good. It was, it'll be listed on our website. If you want to find the resources and the books that we've read. So that's my story. That is bananas. Valiant Thor, if you are out there, Reach out to us. What's with the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? I, he is a neighbor. Yes, he is. Earth. He is a neighbor from far away, but yes, he's a he's neighbor. A neighbor of so, you know, howdy, neighbor. Howdy. Come make a real believer out of me because I am, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit questionable about everything, but pretty crazy. That is bananas. Yeah. I mean, you want to see his picture? He's yeah. super handsome. Sorry. Of course he is. And, I wonder if he looks different. Like they are really old. Like their their age is different. Um, no, no, no. I mean, like, like here, like he has like a look to like. Oh, in. like to different than 
from what yeah, and then when he gets back to okay, Venus. so this is him right there. So doesn't he look like an alien? I yeah, no, of course not. He looks like a tan, nice man. It look, kind of looks like Elvis to me. He's handsome. He, it's very handsome. But you know, that was the story of Valiant Thor. Dad, I hope I did decent. Um, I did my best. She did her My dad. Man alive. We've been running already for an hour and 21 minutes. And that was after 28 minutes of already recording. But I kind of skimmed over a little bit uh, when I was reading it. But I don't have where it came from. So I'm sorry if this is your story. Uh, I can't give you credit. I'm very sorry. XXX. Yeah. So, so, but so, gossip girl. The neighbor behind us had a leak in his water pipe, and rather than fixing it, he just had the sump pump drain it out into the backyard. Hmm. This meant that all year round, the back of our yard was a little damp. Sounds like it'd be a little stinky. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, Eventually, the leaky pipe burst and filled the house with five feet of water. His solution to this was just to keep the pump running and flood the entire neighborhood. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) After about an hour, a posse of all the neighbors whose yards were being flooded confronted him and called the city to shut off the water. What a jerk. Why does it take that much? (laughs) The city fixed the water pipe and the neighbor ended up with a large fine. At least my yard stays basically dry now i should also mention that this neighbor once rented the house out to a bunch of crackheads and it nearly burned and nearly burned it down because the ex-girlfriend of one of the morons snuck in and set the house on fire oh like somewhere i grew up (laughs) (laughs) but like you have a leaky water pipe like you just let it. You want to do something about that. And, and then it bursts and you're just like, mm, nah. It's okay. Not my problem. It's fine. It's just I, a rental. <laughs> his rental? He rented it out. I don't know. So we're going to sign off. Um, we're going to go do our freaking time. <laughs> we're going to go do other fun things. Do you want to do a scary movie just in case you watch a movie instead? Yeah, sure. Okay. So let's... <laughs> a story a movie so our original plan is to play board games but if we don't play board games we're going to have a scary movie saturday a quiet place <gasps> this means we have to be quiet for the movie amy have you seen a quiet place yet i watched it briefly with john krasinski yeah we can watch the second oh wait if you need to rewatch the first i don't need to i've watched <gasps> it we can watch the second one there's a second one for sure we don't. it's already out yeah okay we have to watch it i think we have it okay yeah, quiet I, place. Uh, so we'll be watching uh, the Quiet Place. Maybe, maybe. Do, 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 do. You know, if you haven't found us yet, we're literally on every single streaming platform that I can possibly think of, except for Pandora, because they will not take us. Thanks to Amy. Um, really? Yeah, I just added them on social media. Oh, Ugh. I just followed them. Whatever. I'm gonna. Unfollow Pandora. We're like you. It said it can take up to six weeks. To Hurry up, Pandora, or I'm gonna unfollow you. Yeah, jerks. 
so uh, find us literally everywhere: Spotify, Amazon. Wherever you get your podcast, guys. Yeah, wherever you get listen to us. I don't think anybody listens to podcasts on Pandora, or not many people do. Well, yeah, most people on our platforms listen to Apple. Okay, so uh, also um, with that, please give us a review on iTunes because that definitely helps us. Follow us on all of our social medias, uh, Facebook, WWT and podcasts, or what's with the neighbors. We're always on there pretty active. Um, you can usually, usually catch us pretty quick. If you message us, we live on Facebook. We do. We are. I, we have no lives. Exactly. Um, also, Instagram and Twitter are both WWTN podcast. Our website is what's with the neighbors.com. And you can view our weekly podcast videos by being a Patreon donor of at least $5 a month. So, and you can find that at patreon.com forward slash what's with the neighbors. Get early access to the videos. We want to do so much fun things. And guess what? The video of her being scared is going to be on there. It's on Patreon, guys. It's going to be on Patreon. You can't view it anywhere else. Yep. So nope. Five nope. bucks. Definitely watch a brief. Worth it. Basically, at least pay a month worth just to watch that video. Definitely worth five bucks. Yep. Do it, guys. Do it. I was on the ground just saying. Peeing her pants. Peeing my. I did have to use the bathroom immediately. <laughs> um also feel free to slide into our i love saying this one DMs <laughs> with any comments questions or uh story suggestions or just stories that you have uh regarding paranormal true crime uh conspiracy theories neighbor, neighbor stories yeah neighbor stories anything if you just want to tell us about our, your day you know go ahead tell us it's at uh wwtn podcast at gmail.com and have you checked in on the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? Bring Amy out. Oh. What's with the neighbors?